It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Box R here in Mill Hill. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Don Charles. Don, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I'm kind of missing you. Well, I've never heard anyone say that to me in an interview, but I appreciate your words. I'm an honest man, you know me. I wear my heart on my sleeves, always. What's going on currently in in the world of of Don Charles? I know you were training uh, Miss Shaznay Lewis today. Uh, of, from the All Saints, everyone will know her from. But uh, what's kind of happening in your day-to-day life at the moment, Don? Um, listen, nothing changes with me. I'm, I'm a workaholic and I'm an enthusiastic boxing coach. Uh, I not only coach professional boxers, I also coach uh, personnel who use boxing to uh, a way of keeping fit. Uh, not just physical fitness, mental fitness. You know, I, I train high uh, businessmen and businesswomen who've got high-powered jobs, and they use boxing uh, to equip them to be able to deal with everyday, everyday life. This gym has always kind of uh, had that kind of vibe to it. It's, when it's busy here, it is really busy here. Um, but, you know, over the last sort of few months, obviously, you know, Frank's retired from the sport now, Frank Bullioni, and obviously Derek's not here anymore. So kind of what is the vibe here at Boxer? Um, my gym uh, has a professional section which is me um then the majority of it it's a business it's a business boxer is a business it's a gym it's a it's commercial but like i said i retained uh, uh 25 percent of a section of the gym is dedicated to professional boxing and the other 75 percent like i said it's on a commercial which brings the day-to-day money in to to to, to be able to um run it's a business i mean a, a lot of gyms like i said they kind of, if they're heavily, you're using that kind of percentage base of 75, 25. But if you, if you kind of reverse that to like 75% of people that come here are kind of using it for fights coming up and the 25% is from the outside public, it doesn't really kind of make sense as a business. No, it doesn't work. It depends on, you've got to be, you've got to be uh, uh, 
uh, what you clear of what you want. Yeah. When I first started um, opening a gym, I know it's well documented that boxing gyms don't make money as a business. Uh, for the love of it, yes. For the passion of it, yes. Um, that's why I was able to be able to devise a system. Um, and they don't have, uh, generally have, unless it's an amateur club, which I'm not, they don't generally have a, a long, long longevity within, within uh, the setup. But if you've got the structure, the way I've structured it, I've been going now for like 14 years. I've always had my own gyms. And it's always based on the, my business module has always been set out like that. It's, it's, it was like 50-50 commercial, 50%, 50% professional. But as time went on, it became 75%. Uh, the market demanded. It's not what I decide. The market demanded. And you have to be intelligent enough to be able to direct. It's about directorship. It's having the intelligence to be able to direct your business in the, to the uh, channel that you could see this making most uh, financial sense. Your son, not too long ago, turned professional. He's had two fights now uh, as a heavyweight. How do you feel his progress is going at the moment, and how is he developing? Yeah, George made a fantastic start. You know, as you know, he didn't um, have an extensive amateur career. His style was never of, a, of an amateur because he grew up uh, uh, in a professional gym. And me being a professional coach, because I never coached any amateurs. I never coached. So my style has always been a pro style. So he automatically adapted to boxing like an amateur. So he wasn't that, uh, he didn't get uh, many decisions as an uh, amateur because he boxed as a pro. And the art of defense, when the people are hitting his arms, obviously the, uh, in the amateur system, they must be scoring it. So he, he lost fight that there's no way he lost the fight. But the way they score it, there must be scoring punches that are being blocked or slipped. So he, he had, um, I believe, 15 amateur fights. He lost three fights and he won the rest. He never won any major honours. He was twice runner-up on the Haringey Cup. Um, but any of the guys who beat him as an amateur or got a decision over him as an amateur, he will no doubt meet some of them in the pro. And then you see the whole point of boxing the way he, he, he's always boxed. So, no, um, he's had two fights and two wins. Um, he picked up an injury, which we've uh, dealt with. Um, he's back in training, and we're planning to get him four fights inside of, by the end of the year, he would have had four more fights. So, in 2020, then he's going to push on to try and, if he's going to do anything, if he's any good, then in 2000, 2020, he's going to be able to say, right, this is, I'm here now. I want to fight for domestic titles. There's a tier in heavyweight boxing domestically where you've got your likes of um, Daniel Dubois, Nathan Gorman. We'll put Joe Joyce in there as well. Yeah, Joe Joyce in there as well, of course. Um, but they're kind of... I don't know about calling them prospects at the moment, but they are kind of, in terms of experience and, and uh, amount of fights they've had, they are kind of prospects in the game compared to kind of our top elite heavyweights. But how far would you say that after only two fights that your son is away from kind of reaching that kind of stage of the guys like Dubois and Gorman and Joyce? Right. He, he needs to have, uh, by the time he's had 10 professional fights, in fact, by the time he's had his 12th professional fight, he should be fighting, be ready to be fighting for a British title. And that's the marker. I've, 
I studied this game, or it's not a game, I studied boxing uh, business. Anyone who's been any good, who's gone on to do things, by the 10th stroke, 15th maximum professional fight, they would have contested for the British uh, title, the Lonsdale Bell. And that's the marker. We, I've done it numerous times with the boxers I've trained in the past. So if you're any good, by your 10th slash 15th professional fight, no matter what weight category you are, you should be challenging for the uh, um, Lonsdale Bell British um, title. That's the marker. Um, Don, I do want to ask you about um, Derek Shizora. Um, I mean, you two have kind of had this long relationship over, over many years, and you did spend some time apart from him in the past, but now it was a shock to everyone when we heard that he'd gone to link up with, with Dave Caldwell, um, obviously still under the guidance of David Hay, but what, I mean, what was that initial conversation you had with Derek uh, when he came to you and told you about this potential situation at the time with Dave Caldwell? Yeah, you know, fighters are fighters. If you go throughout the history of, uh, of, the, of, of boxing in, in this country and worldwide, uh, fighters, um, whenever it goes right, yeah, um, everything's cool. When it goes wrong, for whatever reason... You could compare that to football. When a team's not playing well and they're losing, the manager gets the sack. Yeah? It's no different to boxing. The blame has to go somewhere. Yeah? I'll gladly put my hand up. I'll gladly take the blame. Because you know what? When I look in the mirror, I like what I see. I like who I am. I'm an honest guy. I'll gladly take the blame for other people. I'm not blaming no one, but sometimes you, have to, you need to look at yourself first. Yeah? Stop putting the blame on other people. And time, what dictates what the truth is and what actually happens is time. Nobody has control over time. Time will determine the type of coach I am. I'm in this for the long haul. I really am. And like I said, time is the common denominator within the whole equation. And in time, we will see. In my opinion, I'm maybe halfway through my career as a coach. I'm turning 58 this year, 58 years young this year. And time will tell. I'm halfway through my journey, God permitting, God giving me strength and health. I will persevere to achieve. We'll come so near to achieving what I've never trained a world champion. We have contested for the world title, but we've not won it. That's only title in boxing I haven't won as a coach. Won everything that numerous British uh, champions have trained in different weight categories, but as a world, uh, never lifted that uh, world title belt. And my mission still is, is to, before I leave this planet, before I check out, we collectively, me and my fighters will win a world title in any weight category. So fighters come, fighters go, right? I'm halfway through my journey. I haven't done bad, and I've always maintained internally, privately, publicly that Derek Chisora gave me, when I say gave me, from his achievements in boxing, he gave birth, if I use that expression, he gave birth to me as a coach. I wouldn't be known otherwise. It's through his achievements that I'm on the map. And through 
my coaching ability is why he's also, it's a two-way thing, but some people choose maybe not to see it that way. That's how I say it. We've both given birth to each other, right? He left before. It didn't work out for him. He came back. I retraced his roots. I'm not a magician. I retraced his roots. And we were able to, people wrote him off when he said, she's always finished, she's always finished. I knew he wasn't finished. When he came back, I said to him, it's quite simple, we're going to retrace your roots. When we were successful, Derek, what was it we were doing that made us successful to achieve those things? So we went back to his roots of how he became a professional, but the things he did to make him, it's not all physical, it's mental as well. We were able to make him, people said, oh my God, we thought Derek Chisora was finished. Suddenly, he's the man again. Then, unfortunately, we had a good run. Unfortunately, Dylan White beat us in the fashion that he beat us. Doesn't make Derek a bad, bad fighter overnight. No, it doesn't. He was very much in the fight. In some cases, he was winning the fight till lack of concentration and referee. I'm not one to complain. The only time you'll hear me speak out is when I'm talking to someone like yourself, then I will say my opinion. My opinion is that referee played a massive, massive, massive part in the outcome of that fight. The second point deduction, in my opinion, panicked my boy. Right? And when you have it in your head going into the fight, Derek Chisora says that he was robbed in the first fight. Paranoia set in. Hang on a sec. He actually thought, Derek thought it was th that, that was the third point I was taking off. It was actually, in fact, two. But when you're in the heat of the fight, you, your, your judgment could be a, a bit blurred, yeah? He thought the third the second time he got point was taken, he thought it was three points. So he thought, damn, I need a knockout here to win, for sure. Unfortunately, uh, he then lost his shape and got caught. Um, with the, the, going into that fight, we knew that Dylan White's best shot is his left hook. Everybody, it's well documented. And what shot did we get knocked out with? Left hook. You see, if I, I'm a, a dumb coach that wouldn't have recognized that beforehand. We worked not to be able to give the, uh, Dylan that, that, that shot. That's his favorite shot, so you can't hand it to him on a plate with knife and fork. And guess what? We even had a napkin and tucked him up and said, eat, that's what we did. So it's very frustrating. That of a football man, you know I love football, Tottenham, my team, Super Spurs. Who do you support? Well, this interview, <laughs> see, see. I said Arsenal if people couldn't hear. This interview has to be terminated, my friend. No, just joking, right? That of a football manager, you drill, 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 drill the players, yeah? And the heat of the moment, cup final, blah, blah, blah. A player, the ball's going out of play, nowhere near the goal, yeah? But in the penalty sort of uh, area, defender gets a rush and chops the player down. The ball's going, just nurse him, yeah? Chops him down, penalty, bam, time up. You've lost the, you've lost the cup. That's what happened right there. So, um, yeah, and I wish him all the best with Dave Colwell. Um, you know, Dave is a good coach. Um, like I said, but you have to know the fighter. And he's got a fight next week, I believe, Derek, yeah? Right. Again, I will say it how it is. I wouldn't have taken that particular fight against that particular opponent at this particular time. Why? Because there's many, many reasons. That's not a comeback fight. And the guys had noticed. I will stop there.
Don, can I ask, did you give your, your blessing for Derek to kind of go with Dave Corwell? Were you okay with this at the time? Or are you okay with this now? Um, you can't force someone to marry you. If your wife says to you, <laughs> I'm going with some other guy, you know what? I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to the type of guys. I, it was a surprise to me. It was a surprise. That's the last thing I expected to hear. After the, the loss that we had against Dylan White, what I believe should have happened, the manager should have called a meeting, David Head, that is, and if you lose a football match, and I'll keep giving the, those analogies, I, want to, I don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah? I want people to understand me. Yeah? When anything goes wrong in life, um, you should examine where did it go wrong. That's what I would have done. When we win, we also, in the past, we, or when we win, we have a meeting, say, well done, everyone. First and foremost to the fighter, well done, everybody. To the team, well done, everybody, for the part you played. When we lose, the same thing should happen. Okay? It didn't happen. All I know is that three weeks after the fight, Derek came to see me. Um, yeah, I've been thinking, and um, I, I think I'm going to move on. I said, oh, yeah. I'm going to go and train in Sheffield. Okay? I think I'm going to work with Dev Colwell. Okay. Right? What can I, I haven't got, obviously it was predetermined. It was, there was no discussion. It was predetermined, pre-planned. So what am I going to do about that? When a man's already made their mind up, what am I going to try and persuade you? Hell no. I value myself. I know what I'm worth as a, as a human being, first and foremost. And I know what I, do, what I can do, what I have done as a coach. Yeah? So... I wish him on, but he will always be my son. There's, I will always love the kid, you know. Come on, I started with this guy. He, he put me on the map, and I will always owe him that. But has he ever, ever publicly or privately thanked me? The answer is category capital N-O. But you know what? Like I said, when I look in the mirror, I like what I see, me. I like me. Not because I'm so handsome. <laughs> what the mirror reflects what you see. It's not about... Physically, do I look, yeah, I don't look as fit as I used to when I was a young man. But when I look in the mirror, the character that I see in the mirror, I like. And I can sleep. Yeah? So, you know, I will never wish Derek to Zora bad. I'm not, not that type of person. Disappointed? Am I disappointed? Hell yeah. Who wouldn't be? Of course I am. Because that's not the way I planned for it. For, we parted before. He wanted to try to see what else was out there. I'm a very stubborn man. I'll never approach you and say, oh, come back. No, that will never come from my mouth. He came back to me. I had to do some soul searching before I agreed to train him again. Certain things had to change. And we got on again, dusted ourselves off. We, we, we worked, we achieved again. We achieved again. And uh, unfortunately, like I said, it went wrong for us. We, we should lose together and win together. That's, that's, how, that's how I operate. When we win, we win together. When we lose, we should also lose together, right? That's, that's my mentality, and it always will be. Uh, listen, like I, believe, I believe I'm halfway through my journey. God permitting gives me strength to carry on. My work ethic is second to none, in my opinion. 
Um, I've got a group, a group of uh, uh, young uh, fighters. I've got three heavyweights presently, a couple of lighter weight uh, fighters that I'm working with. It will take me another four years, five years perhaps. And I will, like I said, my mission is to produce a world champion, and I will. If it's humanly possible, then I, I believe I'm a human, I'll do it with my fighters, yeah. I'm a very happy man, I'm very content. You know, if you're happy in yourself, then you can be happy, happy with others, yeah? If you're not happy with yourself, you'll never find happiness with any, anything. But, I mean, if, if Derek kind of was in a position where he felt like he needed change, mm -hmm. I suppose you're obviously, you're saying you're disappointed, but him being honest with you and kind of telling you that rather than kind of perhaps being in a, a fighter-trainer relationship that he didn't really want to be in. You're kind of using the, um, the reference back to if, some, you know, if you're in a relationship and someone's not happy, surely they should just say they're not happy and, you know, and, and part ways in that kind of man-to-man, -man, he comes and tells you, this is what's happening and this is how it's got to be and, you know. But, so, the, yeah. I totally agree. Like I said, he shouldn't be in a relationship in any capacity, in anything we do in life if you're not happy. Uh, but at least tell that person why you're not happy. Then I can learn from it, so I don't make the same, if it's a mistake I've made, for instance, then I can look at that mistake. Um, if I said to you, Kugan, you know what, I don't like you, I will break it down to you why I don't like you, what you've done for me, not to, do you understand? So, you know, I'm not, no, no, come on, nobody, nobody should be in something that uh, uh, they believe they should move on. Yeah, sometimes we move on for the best. Sometimes we move on for the worst. Yeah, it's the decision he made. Um, if I was a sole decision or with his manager, um, whatever, it doesn't matter because he's done it before without the present manager being, being present. So it's a decision he woke up one day saying, you know what, I'm going to move on. And like I said, it was a shock to me in the sense that I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting maybe a discussion to see where I'm coming from initially. I believe that any problem we've ever had in the past, we've been able to internally um, speak about it and provided the two parties are willing to sort it out, then, yeah, nobody's married to anybody forever. Um, in, in, in the olden days, it used to happen, but not in this modern world, you know? And, uh, no, all is good. I'm, I'm a, like I said, I'm a very, very happy man uh, of what I achieved with Derek. Nothing will ever touch what I've achieved with him, and I'm very proud of him, proud of me, both of us, because we won in the beginning. I have a very good memory. We, Derek Chisora was not even, uh, uh, they didn't rate him to even win the British title. All the experts said, no, he's not good enough to win the British title. I think he's more than won the British title. So, you know, um, you know I, I, I will always be grateful. And uh, the word love, he, he's my first son in boxing. My first son in boxing. Yeah, he brought me, he put me on the map. I will always owe him for that. Really, you know, I think you can hear from the tone of my voice. I've said it numerous times, but I'm making it even more public now that I'll love him. Yeah, he's like a son to me, man. And that will always be the case. All right, well, listen, Don, I appreciate you kind of opening up on that situation. I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't spoken to Derek. I've spoken to him but not in an interview basis, and obviously we're going to catch up at some point over the next week. But, um, yeah, but listen, as long as you're happy in life and, you know, you've, you're doing your thing here, so... Um
And you're halfway through your, your, your journey, yeah. God willing and the universe willing. You know, listen, um, happiness comes in many shapes and uh, sizes and forms, yeah. I'm content with life. I'm, I'm rich in life. Not financially rich, but I'm rich with life. I've got a lot of love around me, yeah. I, I've got family. I've got, I got, I got partner. My, I'm not married. My partner, my, my girlfriend partner. You know, I'm very, very life, life is good, you know. Um, life is good. So I'm very, very happy. I do what I love doing. I wake up every morning. I come. I have a purpose to come to work, a purpose to train, developing these fighters, yeah, developing them, seeing them change, seeing them grow. That's, you know, the mind is constantly busy, you know. Um, yeah, I'm blessed and I feel blessed every day I wake up. I feel blessed and I, I feel very, very... You make your own luck, you know. I work, I, I do work a lot. So, consequently, uh, the harder I work, you know the saying, the luckier we, I, be, you become. It's, it's not what you do. You've gra- I've seen you graft. Yeah, from day one, Cougar. Nobody came and said to you, here it is on, on your, my mum always used to say on your lap in Africa, we use the, you know, your thighs, yeah, both of them together. You, you put your plate on and you eat it. Nobody puts your food on your lap. You have to go and get it, put it on your lap, and then you eat it. I've seen you graft, and look where you are today. People, and for all the young people coming through, you, you can, they can do it, right? Yeah? Yeah? But there's a lot to it. But you have to have that work ethic, yeah? Work ethic, yeah? Desire, push. When people say to you, no, you can't, say, yes, I can, yeah? And you carry on working. Not by any fraudulent or crooked means. There's no shortcuts to anything. There is no shortcuts, yeah? Mainly, ask, ask any successful person who has legitimately uh, achieved what they've achieved. They will tell you that they worked. They work ethic. And, and, and sense, you have to have the sense and the vision. Work ethic is a lot. There's no shortcuts. There is no, no point in being lazy and for it to fall out of the sky. Like my mom used to say, food ain't going to fall out of the sky and land on your lap. It, it doesn't happen. You have to go and get it. So, yeah. Don Charles, absolute pleasure to catch up. Uh, and, yeah, well, listen, you know, I'm quite local to here, so... I'm sure I'll... Let's get you back in, Cooks, man. Let's get... Listen, yeah, I saw you sparring with the body snatcher, and guess what? You sucked onto him, man. It dropped you with a sh- body shot. But full credit, you got up and you carried on. So, full credit. But come back. Let's carry on the sessions for a return. Absolutely. I was just... I was in it for the money for that. My heart weren't really in it. I want to I rematch, Dylan. That's right. You get yourself back in this gym. Let me whip you into shape. Your shape has improved a lot. I know you've been working with other coaches, yeah? Uh, your shape is, uh, you tapped him with a couple of jabs there. Whether he let you do it or not, I don't know. But what I saw, you, you got through with a couple of... What are you talking about? He didn't let me do anything. He's lucky. Anyway, yeah. we'll leave it there before let's, he watches let's, that. Let's get you back in there, son, and uh, get you, uh, yeah? All right. Nice. Don Charles, thank you very much, and we'll definitely catch up soon. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.